beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was with God in the beginning. Everything came into being through the Word, and without the Word, nothing came into being. What came into being through the Word was life, and the life was the light for all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness doesn't extinguish the light. A man named John was sent from God. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him everyone would believe in the light. He himself wasn't the light, but his mission was to testify concerning the light. The true light that shines on all people was coming into the world. The light was in the world, and the world came into being through the light. But the world didn't recognize the light. The light came to his own people, and his own people didn't welcome him. But those who did welcome him, those who believed his name, he authorized to become God's children, born not from blood, nor from human desire or passion, but born from God. The word became flesh and made his home among us. We have seen his glory, glory like that of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. Let there be light. That's the first word of God in our Holy Scriptures. Centuries later, there was another book written called The Gospel of John, and John named the Spirit of Christ as that word that had been with us since the beginning. And that's a scripture I often read on Christmas Eve. Now, John's Gospel doesn't include a story about Jesus' birth. He just assumed that you knew that story from the other earlier writers. Now, in Mark, the earliest story about Jesus' life, there is no birth story at all. In fact, the entire book is about exploring this question of who Jesus was. Not John. John just tells you outright. The spirit that was in Jesus is the same spirit that created the universe. And each year I read these verses. But what they mean to me has changed a bit. I'm coming to see that word, that spirit that was in Christ Jesus, is truly in everyone and maybe even everything. Jesus, the baby born to Mary, became aware of this truth. He was aware of the light within him. But that spirit wasn't just in him. It's in you too. Now, I'm not saying that you're the second coming. Those who would even think that are a long way off. That's just ego. Still, the presence of God's spirit God's light, it's in you, it's in me. And the way of Jesus, following this way, it can lead you to a deeper awareness of that truth. You start realizing that no religion, no dogma can contain the light. And all of it that any of us can do, all we can do is really to point to the light. Can you imagine how different things would be if people recognized that all people, that all life, that all creation was sacred? How would we treat each other? How would we treat our world differently if we were truly aware 
that how we treat one another is how we honor God. I'm just saying, it would be different. We, we'd have peace. A man named John was sent from God. He came as a witness to testify concerning the light, so that through him, everyone would believe in the light. He himself wasn't the light, but his mission was to testify concerning the light. God sends people like John, not to be the second coming of Christ, but to testify concerning the light. And so today on this Sunday before Christmas, I want to testify to the light that I've witnessed recently. There is light in this world that continues to become flesh in people like you. As we say in the sacrament of baptism, the spirit of Christ is in you, child of God, disciple of Christ, member of the church. And so I want to testify to the way that I see that light shining these days. Now, right before the Christmas season of Advent began, I got to announce a special gift from the Pemberton Foundation that made it possible for every household in this church community to bless this world with $100. It could go to a person in need or to an organization. And the only expectation was that each household would share why and how they used that money to bless. The goal was simple, to honor the birth of Jesus in a way that he would appreciate by sharing light and love in the world. So when the Pemberton group got together and put together this idea, I wondered, I wondered how many households would participate. And it was double what I, than what I expected. Way to go, church. And a couple of weeks ago, when we were talking about hope, I was thinking about how children are and have been images, signs of hope. And that's been the case for thousands of years. Because if we can love the future like it was a child, then there is hope for this world. And how kids grow in that way matters. Two wonderful young women in our church community did something that I've seen some others do too. They found ways of taking that $100 and augmenting it. it it's, it's loaves and fishes. Generosity begets generosity. Like one household, they added $500 of their own money to the gift, and then that gift then went to a household that was affected by COVID layoffs. And they were able to cover their housing costs this last month with that money. This is a family whose savings is gone, and now they're able to have a roof over their head for another month. That's huge. 
Anyway, these two young women, they also augmented their blessing. And they provided over 40 tarps, 40 dozens of hats, sweaters, and mittens, as well as feminine project, products to help our neighbors through the Free Hot Soup Organization. You want to hear something? This is awesome. The minute that those tarps were delivered, two tarps were immediately taken out of the sacks that those girls packed, and they were wrapped around cold men who were so cold, sleep, sleeping outside in the middle of a sleet, sleet storm, that they were so cold that it was hard for them to move. Perfect timing. And that's what I'm talking about. This is Christ's light and love being shared. This is recognizing that the light in you is called to bless the light in others. And when I see that happening in our kids, when I see them growing in that way, it gives me a lot, a lot of hope for the future. In the days and weeks ahead, I'm going to share more of these stories of light and life being shared. And I'm, I'm so excited about this. I, I, want to I want to tell you about the woman that I talked to this past weekend who experienced Christ's inclusion. She experienced it in a way that was life-changing because of you. But there will be time for those stories. Stay tuned. Also, if you haven't put in your request for your $100 to bless someone, today, December 20th, is the last day to do it. I've got the link on screen right now for you to do it. This is what I testify to today. There are those who are becoming aware of the implications of Christ's light living inside them. And they're living differently. They become authorized, as the scripture says, to become a child of God. And, and you're seeing it happen in your midst. Maybe you're even seeing it happen inside of you. That awareness, the awareness of Christ's light that comes to each of us, and when it comes to each one of us, it can change the world. What comes into being through the words that we've heard this morning is life. And this life is a light for all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not and cannot extinguish the light, ever. This is the promise of Christmas. Amen.